Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day everyone and welcome to this 11th episode of Men With Spirit at Radio Karam. If you're listening to us live, you already know that you can listen to the show via the Radio Karam app at four o'clock on Thursdays. You can also grab the podcast versions of the show with or without our selected music within a day or so. And uh, you can look for the Radio Karam um, link on your favourite podcast platform. In these episodes, we explore what it means to be a man today. And we look at the issues that can prevent men from fully showing up in the relationships that matter most to them. And we delve further into the work we do at our weekly men's groups, where we encourage men to get out of their heads and into their hearts. And uh, we're going to be particularly focusing on that in tonight's episode. G'day, Steve. It's an exciting day today. How are you feeling? I'm good, Pete. Thank you. Yes, it is an exciting day. We've got a great announcement to make today on the show and with an awesome guest. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, it's nice to see um, how Men With Spirit is developing and growing. And we'll talk more about that today. But yeah, how are you feeling, Pete? Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm a little bit exhausted for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I've just taken a bit of R and R down in Gippsland, and uh, there's a reason for that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but generally feeling feeling good, um, and uh, looking forward to um, to our activities this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, our guest today, Brett Whittle, is holding the first Men with Spirit meeting in Menion in South Gippsland. And soon another group will start uh, on the alternate weeks in Lee and Gatha. So we're excited about that news and uh, Brett will be telling us a fair bit more about that later on. Uh, But we thought with that news, it would be a good thing, Steve, to um, broaden the subject and talk about men's groups generally. And we haven't really gone into a lot of detail what we do at our Men with Spirit uh, group meetings. So um, we thought we might go through tonight or today what happens typically in a face-to-face Men With Spirit meeting. And uh, we'll go through that and what people experience and how it helps them based on the feedback we get, how it helps them grow into better people. But before we get on to this topic, let's introduce our guest for this week, Brett Whittle. Over to you, Steve, and you can put uh, Brett through the, the ringer, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Kindly. Welcome, hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. Welcome to the show. Lovely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. So, look, Brett, I'm sure that all the listeners are just keen to find out everything they can about you and you're ready to divulge everything that you can. But now let's just start off. <laughs> let's just start off uh, a little bit with just, you know, who you are? Um, uh, you live in um, you live in Gippsland. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I live in Gippsland. I'm a father of four. Uh, I'm a part-time carpenter and landscaper. Um, I'm a spiritual counsellor and a medium. And for the last 25 years, I've been teaching in primary and secondary schools. All right. Well, there's a lot there. <laughs> You've been a busy man. There are so many interesting parts to you there. So we'll try to break them down a little bit and uh, explore them a little bit more. Um, Brent, but let's just start off um, with um, you've been a teacher, but you're no longer a teacher. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yes, the um, I refused to comply with the um, vaccine mandates and uh, teaching in uh, in government schools. Uh, that's a requirement these days. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, it actually all officially came to an end uh, on the twenty eighth of April. Um, yeah, officially. Ended my teaching career. And he said you were, sorry, he said you've been teaching for 25 years. It would have been a big decision to make. How did you find making this decision? Um, yeah, definitely. It was conflicting. Yeah, definitely. There was mixed feelings about it. Um, mm. Teaching the day-to-day the -day of it, um, working with kids, is a fantastic job. It has got to be mm. one of the most joyful experiences, just daily bantering with kids that that to and fro that you have, you know, building a wonderful rapport and mm -hmm. there's fantastic aspects to it. Um, that said, for me, you know, school is a very structured thing and uh, I think uh, I'll probably tell you another story, but uh, the, the structured nature of education is something that I've been conflicted with through much of my career. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there's an oppressive element to um, to that that focus on productivity and, and accountability and documentation and all those kind of mundane day-to-day -day things that, um, you know, any job has, you know. Um, but when it came to the, uh, the the vaccine mandate, I just oh, I just really felt that was wrong. A, um, you know, a, a genetic-based vaccine that's been, well, questionably tested and, um, you know, certainly for some people has some uh, rather unfortunate side effects. So mm -hmm. I um, made a principal choice to say, well, no, I'm just not taking that path. Mm -hmm. So um, sadly, that, that's the end of the, the teaching. And, um, yeah, definitely mis mixed feelings about that. Yeah, I can hear that. And, and it would be, especially, too, with the love that you have for the teaching um, and for the children themselves. I'm sure that they'd be missing you as well. Yeah, well, I don't know, maybe they've got short memories. Maybe. Well, you know, <laughs> Kids do move on. They're resilient little things. Yeah. So now another another thing that sort of jumped out uh, in your little resume there was um, you have four kids. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I've got uh, four kids, uh, two partners. Um, uh, my oldest, Joshua, who's um, He's, well, he's also recently ended his teaching career um, and uh, recently got married. So it's, uh, he, was, he was eight years old when I came on the scene with my first partner. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I had a, had a wonderful experience being part of his growing up. Um, I've got two girls who are with, with me for the, uh, for the most part, one, one almost full-time. 15 and 12 who were in their uh, in high school so mm -hmm. enjoying the the joys of working with and living with teenagers 
Teenage girls in particular. <laughs> yes, we could do a whole show on that, couldn't we? We could do a whole <laughs> show on that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, and my other one, uh, Bodie, she lives up in Melbourne. And I, uh, I see her on a monthly basis. Which, um, again, there's a, an interesting backstory to, to that whole journey. But, um, yeah. yeah, lessons learned and, um, yeah, passions followed and... <laughs> And uh, yeah, karma be what karma be, you know. Yeah, exactly. Do you, how, how do you find the uh, the the distance between the children and catching up with them and sort of remaining present in their life? I mean, obviously you've got different partners as well. I mean, it, it, there'd be challenges associated with that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you can do what you can do on on the phone as best you can, but that's mm -hmm. that's a very stilted um conversation you know it just uh, it lacks the uh, you know the consistency and the the um just the the touch that you know i think as we've found through COVID, you know just touch and, mm -hmm. and actually feeling and being with someone you know you can zoom as much as you like and it's it's nice but it's you know it doesn't replace a hug and, and um and, you know a bit of genuine connection absolutely absolutely i think we've all learned that i think that in some ways zoom just gave us a stopgap which was so needed during that period of time and we all, all realized how much we needed that connection because we all jumped on zoom in every form that we could you know whether it be work personal life family reunions we were all doing it because we needed it but it certainly is no replacement for real life connection at all yeah yeah absolutely yeah and uh, yes with the, the logistics of uh, <laughs> of buses and the reality of day to day that could be Sorry. one of your children calling right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang up on her. <laughs> yeah. Get back to her. Sorry, mate. And look, and before, before we sort of keep moving on a little bit more, let, let's also unpack another part of that resume as well, which is your spiritual counselling and medium, which, you know, I would just love to hear more about. I mean, how did you, how did you become a medium? Um... Well, there's an interesting backstory to that. Um, I remember uh, when I was finishing, I finished my uni days and uh, I took a year off and was living down Phillip Island. And um, and I was very conflicted about getting into teaching. <laughs> I found it quite uninspiring at that time. Um, and I remember, yeah, quite quite torn. And I, um, but I was meditating quite a bit and I was reading spiritual texts and I was just, my, my interest in spirituality was, was flaring at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember having a, a walk to the top of Cape Woolamine and had a meditation. And I got, uh, I came back with a resolve to find the best medium I could um, mm -hmm. and, you know, and work with the best medium that I could find. And so that sort of set me on the path for, for the next 10 years um, until I found, um, yeah, someone, well, Ian Rogers, that, that I found was just, you know, extraordinarily. Um, accurate and uh, worked at a level that I just hadn't seen. Um, there were some very interesting experiences along the way. The world of spirituality has all sorts of nooks and crannies and mm -hmm. like I found myself <laughs> swimming half naked with a bunch of men in a dam exploring <laughs> our uh, platypus spirit at one stage. <laughs> I thought, hey, what's going on? Oh, no. Half-naked uh, there, Brett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I sort of woke up and thought, no, hold on, I'm just a naked man rolling around in the mud here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the things we do to connect with our animal spirits, apparently. <laughs> More for exploring, but yeah, that was that was a new angle. <laughs> and then, did that inspire you then to become a medium yourself? Um, once I found Ian and, and working with Ian, um, it wasn't long thereafter that we um, we started a group up at Foster, and, and a few of us got together and and uh, met regularly and and, and worked on that. That what we what we later found was mediumship. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, feeling your guide, getting in touch with your guide, um, getting messages, giving messages, receiving messages, um, and, and just really it, it was the essence of personal growth and, and spiritual growth in that. I've just found incredibly rewarding. So it was uh, wasn't really a conscious decision. It was just this feels good. This is this is definitely nurturing. This is growth, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I always found it inspiring and and uh, yeah quite amazing um and at the same time <laughs> damn hard work and very confronting yeah. and uh yeah steve can i ask a question the the interplay if you like brett between personal growth and spiritual growth how did you how did you find that like have in terms of your journey um i i've often come across um uh psychics that um uh, yeah, obviously have some uh, skills in terms of mediumship, but they often don't necessarily have their personal act together. What's your experience in terms of the interplay between the spiritual growth and personal growth? Um, well, I don't think I could claim to have my personal act together, Pete, so I'm not going to throw any <laughs> stones at anybody there. Um, <laughs> I think we're all on that journey, right? <laughs> um, I think... There's uh, life is incredibly difficult and challenging, and there's just some some spiritual ideas about you know you get what you can handle, you know it's not and life isn't fair, and there's just some fundamental things that that the penny drops, and if you've got a hard journey, there's a reason you've got a hard journey, you know if you're having these challenges, there's a reason for these challenges, mm. and so while you're caught in the storm of your day to day and, and the difficulties and the, and the challenges that you face, um. I want to guess one of the key things is that you know, learning from your mistakes, and and being that it's okay to make mistakes, and that we don't have to have our act together. You know, that's not necessarily you know having an easy, comfortable life is isn't where you grow. You know, it's where you've got those challenges and you've got this really difficult, karmatic life that, that you're living and and making the best with. Um. Yeah, so the, the, the notion that, that you know, someone have, should have their life together and, and, and look like it's all functioning well, well, I don't know, I question that one. I'm, I'm not sure that's, you know, that's where the real growth lies. Um, I know some people who are, you know, have wonderful, comfortable lives and, and you know, <laughs> yes, they've got an easy journey this time. Okay, that's, that's lovely. Um, but we're here to, here to grow, you're here to grow. And I think dealing with, with uncomfortableness and, and difficulty is just an essential part of spiritual growth. Hmm. I, think it, I think that's, uh, I can uh, really resonate with that, Brett. And I think what you touched on as well about making mistakes and also being as a teacher, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on this because making mistakes is not really something we're encouraged to do. Um, especially from an educational point of view, we're kind of, we're kind of conditioned to get things right, 
not fail at them and learn from them, but more so get it right and without failing. I mean, what can you talk about that? Because I think making mistakes, like you said, is fundamental to our growth. And it's probably a skill we need more in our life than trying to yeah. get things right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We just, we just, we're very intolerant of mistakes. Um, students are very, uh, you know, they, they, they're very quick to to work out, you know, the, the hierarchy within a classroom. Who's good at who's good at what, and you know, such and such is best at this, and you know, and they know where they sit within within the pecking order of mm-hmm. of particular abilities. Um, and you see the effect of that, you know, on their confidence and their willingness to to try, and and it, it's in many ways it's quite an unhealthy um, environment. Uh, if that makes sense, just that that because it, it, what that means is that the kids are in a fairly fearful state. They don't want to get things wrong, mm. and they get quite distressed and quite upset when they get things wrong. Yeah, and um, I know teaching maths. Like I love teaching maths. I think it's it's a wonderful thing. You know, problem solving, and it's 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 a great one for try and fail, try and fail, try and fail. And um, you know, we talk about resilience and and persistence being these these characteristics that we like. Um. But they're very tricky to develop. They're very tricky to culture and, and foster and, and reward. Um, you know the, the persistence at their level rather than the achievement and the outcome. Mm. We're very achievement and outcome based, um, and and that's you know that's on the teachers and that transfers onto the kids. Mm. And so just there's just not enough freedom to explore and and try and you know follow your own interests and 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 develop in that. Um, less formal way. Yeah, yeah great perspective. Uh, yeah, it's nice to hear that, you know, um, and I guess that's sort of where we need to see changes in the education system. But also I, I would say that also means looking at the way that we parent children as well and, and how we raise them and what we expect of them as well. I mean, we can't always rely on an education system to to pick up the slack, um, mm-hmm. but certainly, you know, we do need it has it plays an important part. But what do you what do you think as well about the rates as having four children? And what do you think you've learned from you know the spiritual growth and and the work that you do in space? Um, I think I've learned that parenting is the hardest job you will ever have. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's a relentless challenge, and uh, the pattern of, uh, and I guess it's a bit of a spiritual notion, but the parents generally teach in the negative. They teach you what not to do. Mm. <laughs> and as much as you think you're an ideal parent and you, you think you're doing it, it's amazing how you, your children reflect back to you the poor traits that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was, I was talking to my, to, to my oldest daughter the other day and I said, Tessie, you're being very manipulative and very dishonest there. And I think, and she goes, well, where do you think I got that from, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll have a think about that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, a good case of the pot calling the kettle black. And I said, well, yeah. what you tell me? Where have I done that? Where do you think? And, and it, it spurred an interesting discussion. You know, and we, we brought the, the honesty to the table. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it's a very tough gig. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, in full disclosure, I don't have children of my own. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I've been around children. I have been a child. I know what it's like on the other side. And, it's, it's, you know, like you said, being a parent, 
with children especially, and you can see it, um, they will model behavior that they see. And so parents, like you said, will often try to give advice or give instruction and, you know, verbally and think that that is enough for the child, but the child's actually just watching everything else and how it actually plays in, in real life and not really listening to the words and going, well, that's, that's how it works. And I'm going to follow yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. The other, the other aspect of that is when they look at their parents, they think, well, um, uh, their characteristics or behaviors, I'm not going to follow. So you can learn in the positive and the negative. So you look at your parents and think, uh, these are things I'm really proud about what I want to follow and do in my life. But you can look at other behaviours and say, look, I don't like that behaviour and I'm not, certainly not going to do that in my life. I've learnt from that experience. So you learn the, the good, you know, if, if the, the child is uh, thinking about what's going on, they're learning both in a positive and negative way, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. I know as a um, as an outdoor teacher and a fairly outdoor outdoor kind of guy, you know, for many years I've been taking the girls camping and you know sort of promoted outdoor activities and and um, and they have no interest whatsoever in camping or outdoor activities. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, just that that letting them be their own and and, and do what feels right for them. That's um, can be a challenge. Absolutely. Um, just just sort of touching on as well. Um, a little bit just about some of your passions and your hobbies. I mean, you're a part-time carpenter and landscaper, and I'm, and I'm assuming that now that's taking up a little bit more of your time with the freedom of not being a teacher. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that. Has that always been something for something that you've enjoyed doing? Um, oh, well, the great trouble thing about teaching is you've got school holidays. So they, they've consistently been intense renovation periods. So, so I guess this is an opportunity to put all those Renault skills to work and, uh, yeah, and I'm, I've had to find a, an alternative form of uh, uh, generating income. So, um, yeah, handyman services, carpentry work. Um, yeah, it's, uh, was, someone said, uh, said where, do you, where did you learn all this? And I thought, well, it's partly trial and error, but it's also a wonderful problem-solving activity each, uh, each job you do. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I like solving problems, and it's um, it's good fun. Another creative way of solving yeah. problems, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. And you've got your musicianship skills as well. Have you started charging uh, appearing uh, on a paid basis yet for that? No, no, no. I've, I've done a little bit of busking here and there, and uh, there was there was a few gigs a few years back, but uh, COVID put an end to all, to all that sort of thing. And, uh, I, I enjoy your music. It's good, good fun. Oh, yeah, thanks, Pete. Thanks. Yeah, look, I, I do enjoy it. I do, I've got a bit of a one-man band sort of set up. I do drums with my feet and guitar and sing along, and and it's uh, very good. Yeah, it, it's a joy. It's a joy. Speaking of music, Brad, we uh, we play a lot of music on this show, which is uh, part of something that we also bring into men with spirit groups as well, which we can talk about after this song. But you, we asked you to choose a couple of songs, and the first one that uh, you've suggested and uh, nominated is a Blind Melon song called Change. Um, do you want to share a little bit about what that song means to you and why you chose it? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it takes me back to my, uh, my well, post-uni days or uni days, uh, which were a fairly tumultuous time. Uh, wonderfully enjoyable, but um, I remember driving down the beach in my, uh, my HZ panel van, looking forward to a surf 
and um, and this song, yeah, it's always brought wonderful, wonderful memories of um, yeah, just depth of emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of mandolin in there, which um, is a bit of a feature for me, and it's a feature through, through a couple of the songs that I've uh, mentioned today. Um, yeah, and the, the lyrics are incredibly stirring, and it's just every part of this song I find stirring. Um, it gives me an opportunity to play air drums and guitar and sing <laughs> and really reflect. <laughs> so it, it, it ticks all the boxes for me. I just love this uh, one. It's a shame this is radio and people can't see you airplay your, <laughs> your, your musical instruments. But, um, <laughs> we'll get to listen to this song now. So, Marcus, can we, uh, can we hear the song, please? Thank you. Hey, Mr. Spaceman. Won't you please take me along? I won't do anything wrong. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along for a ride? This is Dave Crosby. Jim McGuinn. And it's very good to be on your show, man. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Men with Spirit on Radio Karam with... Uh, Pete, Steve, and Brett, and we're discussing the role and benefit of men's groups. Uh, when we're off here, uh, Brett was just reminding us that there's a final line in that song when um, like, uh, when things get uh, tough or get hard, Brett, um, it's a time for change. And I suppose that's very much... Um, where we were coming from with uh, when Steve and I decided to set up Men With Spirit uh, some over, well over a year ago now, where um, it, it was an interesting discussion, wasn't it, Steve? I think we've, mm. we've shared this previously, but um, uh, we both recognise that neither of us are perfect. And it was, goes back to what uh, Brett was saying in our discussion earlier on, that uh, we've all got stuff we're dealing with and uh, struggling to grow but there's a commitment to keep keep growing and facing these challenges and trying to overcome them and you made the very uh, sagacious uh, insight that um, that uh, version one of something is better than version none so mm. let's just get on with it and uh, I'm glad I'm very very glad and very pleased that we did but I've looked at a number of different and been involved in a number of different men's activities over the years and uh, uh, possibly some people listening to this would be familiar with Menergy, which is a sort of a conference held at, uh, an activity held at uh, La Cola, or used to be. That, that was really good fun. Um, but Men With Spirit as a men's group is fundamentally about wanting to help men get more fire and passion in their life and fire in their belly, uh, to get a sense of purpose, to get more happiness and joy and love in their life. Um, the group is aimed at uh, men with a bit of spirit, a bit of get up and go, or trying to help people move towards that. So we're spiritual, but we're certainly not religious, and it should never be confused with being a religious group. We're a group that of people, of men, that recognise or know deep down that there's more in their life. There's a a knowing that they want to um, grow and uh, perhaps what they've been exposed to so far in their life um, doesn't quite give them the answers. So 
one of the things we do is we frame what we do in, a, in terms of a set of values and we share with the, the blokes that are interested uh, a commitments document or an introductory document that talks about our values and and the commitments we make to each other but the group is very much aimed at um, in a safe confidential environment men being open and vulnerable and uh, sharing more of who they are and not being judged for that and to be supported by blokes and it's it's really interesting um just over the last what is it now 14 15 16 months how we've seen the the guys all of us because we grow you and i steve we grow as much as the the guys in the group and we all are there to support each other and we had a guy that uh, come along the other night who hadn't been able to make it for other reasons for quite some time and he very passionately uh shared with the, the other guys in the group um most of whom he didn't know because things had changed a bit since he first joined and he was saying how much the group had meant to him in terms of his growth his confidence and um, a couple of the other guys in the group had helped him with a, a business initiative that had really worked out incredibly well and he as he in his own words said he turned his life around uh, because of his involvement with the group which to all of us i think was really um great to hear and then one of the posts we put up the other day i don't know whether you noticed it steve but one of the wives of one of the guys in the group did you notice that there was a, a comment did, that she made, yeah. which uh, was completely unsolicited but she said how much her husband got out of the group and how he looked forward to it and uh, how um, delighted she was for him in terms of mm. what he was getting out of the group and that for both you and i is what the group's about it's about helping men to grow and be mutually supported and the the payback to us um is seeing that growth and that development in all of us so that was the sort of the background to it but um do we want to talk about the typical format of what we typically go through do you want to just start off that little conversation look yeah i i will um as everything is you know when you start something you don't really know where it's heading or how you know you have these ideas in your mind but they sort of they change and they develop and they evolve mm. especially when you get the feedback from those joining you but generally with the groups what we we like to do is we'll start off a session with a relaxation meditation um and then it's really just designed to get the guys in and present in their body and in the room and not be thinking about their day that they've just left or maybe you know family they just left them for dinner and maybe things are, you know conversations are still ruminating in their mind we're just trying to get them focused in the room so we'll start off with the meditation it's generally more re uh, relaxation and mindfulness then mm -hmm. then we will follow it up with a check-in where we check in with the guides and we'll ask them how they're feeling and here we're really asking them to actually express how they feel not what they're thinking and this this is really a really good indication as you see the guys evolve when they start to yeah. say words like i feel rather than i think i think i think and we know we're really sort of mm. getting them out of their heads um and then we will do we'll, we'll, we'll actually play music where we nominate someone each week to come in with a piece of music which we will play and the idea is that we get them to feel through music because we speak about this a lot on the show while we use music it's because it's a great way of tapping into our feelings especially when we're we're not used to expressing how we feel music has a wonderful way of breaking that barrier down 
Mm. Um, and then, you know, there'll be a little bit of a break and then often we'll come back. We'll do either a, a, uh, a different kind of meditation, one where we get them to work with their guides, or we will take on a topic that has come up through the conversation from the check-in, something that maybe is, is a very, it, it's a hot topic because it's affecting one of the guys or several guys in that moment and it needs to be addressed. And we sort of allow the space and um, the opportunity for them to express themselves openly and feel very safe in doing so. And then we'll explore that, you know? Um, and so that's generally the format of our, one of our- yeah, And that, that feature, yeah, reacting to what comes up each night, I think is mm -hmm. a really important one because you and I will plan what, what we think we'd like to cover that night, but inevitably something will come up or one of the men will be having a bit of a crisis or something's happening and yeah. they need that understanding and that nurturing and that um, space to express how they're feeling. So that, that's a really good feature, I think, that we've learned that, uh, okay, we may go in with it, an idea that we want to cover a topic, but hang on, this, this is more important, but still with this. So yeah, that's that's great. I wanted to ask Brett something, if that's okay, Pete. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Brett is going to be one of our facilitators and he's going to be running a couple of um, uh, groups in, in Gippsland for us. But you did mention about swimming half naked and as a platypus. So you, you've had some experience with men's groups, but what has been your experience with, with participating in men's groups and what, what have you enjoyed and what have you found lacking? Um, I haven't, uh, I haven't explicitly done just men's groups. There've always been some, um, you know, mixed gender type things. Um, mm. So I actually can't comment on, on just men's groups per se, um, as much as I'm looking forward to, to running some. Um, so I know some of the, the, the guys um, uh, are ex-students of mine. Um, so, yeah. so there's a, a wonderful bit of, bit of synergy there. But um, I, I, I imagine it's, it's a bit of carrying on from you know, that, that connection and, and, as you said, that, that sharing that, that you got to do, that we got to do you know, back in the day when they were students and, and providing an opportunity mm -hmm. for that again. Mm, yeah. Yes, I, I, I'm a bit like you, Brett. I, before you know, starting this with Pete, um, my experience with men's groups has, has been a bit similar to yours. There's been either there's been a spiritual nature to it and there has been mixed gender or it's been a bit more on the, on the personal development side of, of things where you go away on camps or, you know, conferences and so forth. And, and whilst um, I've always enjoyed them, I, I haven't really had a lot of um, just men only. And I think that's also, if I was to be completely honest, I think in many, in many cases, I don't think I really was drawn to a group that resonated with me. And in some ways, I feel like that's kind of the nature of why Men With Spirit started anyway, because when Peter and I spoke about this, our experiences were, this is not the kind of group that I want. We're, we're not sort of, you know, um, tribal or shamanic, and we're not doing plant medicine. We're not doing those kinds of sort of spiritual our new age kind of spirituality, um, it's not us. And I, I guess what we wanted to do is create something that was more of us, that we related to. But we knew the importance of being around men because, you know, there is, and I guess it's a personal thing, again, I'm speaking on my own behalf, is this needing to express openly and not shutting down when things get hard and not, you know, clamming up, you know, being able to express 
feel vulnerable. And even with all the work that I do, that's still a, a trait of mine that I'll still do that, you know, and I guess it's, it's very common. Um, but I didn't want it to be too fluffy either. I wanted it to have substance, um, the group. I wanted it to feel real, but acknowledge, but really acknowledge in terms of the spirituality, it's acknowledge that we are spirits, you know, that we, we are greater than, than just this body. And we have this connection to all things and and for me that is a belief that i hold and i know that pete has it and so do you um so to to talk about life and to talk about your challenges and to talk about who you are and to ignore that part of you i i feel just didn't work for me but i didn't also want it to make it so esoteric that it seems so unreal and not grounded in practicality either so i feel like that's what we've been trying to, to achieve in memory spirit don't you think pete yeah, and I think it's, uh, well, I, I think there's a reasonably good balance we've achieved on, on that score. And I think sometimes guys come along and uh, they may come to the conclusion this isn't for them. And mm. one of the things we're very happy to do is to refer people to other men's groups, of which there are, there are quite a number. Um, in fact, there's a hub on um, uh, Facebook called uh, Cecil's Men's Hub which you can check out if you're looking for other types of groups that offer different types of things to what Men With Spirit does. Mm. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the balance we've got. And there is an accountability that's, uh, that's shared amongst the group. But the other thing I'd mention, Steve, is that um, we have a layered approach. So we have the, the weekly meetings and everything that goes on in that. One of the things I'm really pleased that's happened in the group is that there's been a really strong uh, network between the guys outside the meeting so outside the group meetings so there's been a lot of support and understanding and um, uh, developed between the, the guys in the group and I think that's one of the really good things the other thing we can do is we can provide um, uh, suggestions about other help forms of help um, mediumship or um, healing or uh, uh, even things, I think we mentioned a few weeks ago about the MIOK app. So things that the guys can use to help them get more in touch with how they're feeling. Counselling. Uh, hold themselves more accountable, if you like. Mm. So we like to think that it's not you're not just signing up to come along to a weekly meeting. Um, you're signing up to, if you like, a support network that cares about you, mm. that has your back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that holistic approach to it is really important. And I think that trust that is developed between them um, really lends to then doing more deeper work with each of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Now, no. Brett, one of the things that we like to do here is, uh, you know, we, we do refer a lot to the Wisdom of Crazy Horse blog and, and you're a big fan of that yourself um and you actually nominated you you actually nominated a, a quote as well um do you want to share with us um the name of the quote why you chose it and then maybe read it out to us uh i'm not sure i've got that in front of me actually so that's, that's all right i've got it here it if you haven't got it i've all got right. it if you, if you want to let me know why you chose it then i can read it out um there was a couple there steve which one was it on i've got this one the people who are lost Ah, uh, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, okay. Um, I, I think that's the one about uh, loving. Um, and uh, for me, it's just a, a great reflection of, I mean, negativity and falling into a, a you know, down spot is, is a part of life. Um, 
recognizing that that you're not being loving at those times you know yeah and you know certainly not to yourself and certainly not to those around you and that you've really with, withdrawn your energy and it's just it's just a really good reminder to, to snap out of that perspective and and have a look you know if you're here you're here to, to learn how to be more loving and you're finding yourself in that state then well what are you doing yeah good good um did you want to read that out pete or do you want me to read it out uh no i can read it out if you like so this this one is people who are lost quote Earth is full of people who are lost. The only people who can get lost are those who don't know where they are going. To know where you are going on a single journey does not mean you know where you are going. You only know the next stop. Such people lack motivation and find obstacles hard to overcome. It is this failure to overcome which leads to being lost. Okay. Um, Brett, you had your second song. Do you want to nominate to explain why you chose uh, Rise by Eddie Vedder? Ah, yes. Well, again, the uh, the mandolin features heavily, which is uh, <laughs> such a joy for me. Um, but it's also, there's some beautiful lyrics in this song. Um, and it, again, it just speaks of um, turning mistakes into gold, and and you know, literally rise up. Um, yeah, for me, it's uh, it's just it's a very inspiring tune. Hi, this is Steve Stakos, the Mayor of the City of Kingston, and you're listening to Radio Carum. Right, you're back with uh, Steve, Pete and uh, Brett, and we're discussing the role of oh, and benefits of men's group. And uh, the exciting thing is that uh, Brett is kicking off the first of two South Gippsland Men's Spirit groups tonight in Menion. And um, you were just... Uh, saying, uh, Brett, that uh, we've had a really good response and run out of seats in the, in the venue that, that you're using and we've got to get people to bring along their own seats, which I think is uh, a fantastic effort for a first, uh, first night. Good on you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I managed to source some uh, some nice uh, chairs that stack together, and uh, I was just polishing them up, and <laughs> <laughs> and he had a, a limited number and um, a few blow-ins at the last minute. Of uh, I've had to ask, yeah, could you, could you please bring your own seat? <laughs> yeah. Nice well, problem to have, Brett. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Now, the the way you're going to do it is, as I understand it, you want to do alternate between Menion on one week and Lee and Gathered the next. So Menion starting tonight. When are you hoping to get the Lee and Gathered group up and going? Uh, so the 18th, Wednesday, the 18th of May in Lee and Gather. Um, it'll be at uh, Embodied uh, Homeopathic Clinic. Um, yeah, 90 Bear Street, Lee and Gather. Um, and yeah, Menion will be tonight. Uh, so, so we'll run it on a, on a fortnightly basis. 
so the Wednesday and the, and the Thursday nights alternating alternately. Um, yeah, just how it fits in with my um, child caring uh, <laughs> commitments. Yeah, that's very yeah, right. gives, gives us a bit um, of time, and also the other consideration in there is is just I know a number of the guys have, have got young families, um, so a weekly commitment is, is I'm assuming is probably a bit of a stretch for for a lot of them, but a fortnightly thing's a pretty pretty comfortable um, mm. commitment. Yeah, yeah, and anyone who's interested in learning a bit more about uh, what these sort of groups get up to and. Uh, uh, are welcome to come along. All they need to do is reach out to uh, any of us, but you in the first case, uh, the first instance would be the logical thing to do. There will be some contact details on Facebook. Um, and as we're indicating, uh, if you come along for the first night, there's no charge. So it's just come along and see what you think. Um, and if you want to make a commitment to come on a more regular basis, it's just $10 a meeting. So it just covers the cost of hiring different things. And we provide bit of a supper and that sort of thing as well. So it's um, uh, a good night. So if anyone's interested out there in either of those locations, just reach out and come along. We've got a bit of a registration process to go through, which is quite simple. And um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Mm. You're, looking you're aware of anything similar down this way? Or any sort of, do you, do you, what's your sense in terms of blokes in South Gippsland in terms of um, what sort of support that they're getting down this part of the world? Um, I'm just, I'm finding there's, um, yeah, there's, there's certainly a bit of a need there, um, particularly, I don't know, and I'm finding this myself, um, having gone from a job where you're interacting with people almost constantly to being interacting with only one person, you know, <laughs> a, a day. Um, you know, if you go to a job site, and it's just, particularly if you're working by yourself, um, your opportunities to interact with others are, are quite limited. So you can sort of go from your home environment to your work environment and, and interact with very few people. Mm. Um, and I think just that, that lack of opportunity to, to engage and, and interact, um, I know personally I, I can feel how, you know, look, there's definitely uh, a need to interact um, and share what's going on. And that being by yourself and and working in such solo situations, um, yeah, I don't think that's for everybody. And I think it um, it's very easy to get lost in your own thoughts um, mm. when you isolate yourself, when you, when you, when you are isolated. And uh, I think particularly yeah, through the COVID, thing we find with the, yeah, the thing we find with the groups is that uh, when someone comes along and shares an issue they're facing, it's... Uh, often the case that other blokes in the group are dealing with the same issue but just hadn't um, expressed it and there's um, a recognition that I'm not alone, that uh, someone else has got the same sort of problem I'm dealing with. So there is that um, mutual support and recognition that uh, you don't have to try and deal with these things in isolation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be um, exciting. I'm really, I think it's fantastic that we've been able to sort of expand the group out, um, especially into sort of the more sort of country, you know, areas where I think, I think the services are available. But like even when we find here that even just knowing where to start sometimes, um, where do you start? What do you look for? I mean, in many cases, most guys think, you know, that if they've got a problem that it, it's, it's got to be severe. And then let's see, you know, a specialist or a therapist like that in order to just um, deal with it. But 
just having sort of a connection, like you said, I think is just something that we underestimate the importance of it. And it kind of comes back to what you said in the very beginning too, Brett, you know, about this getting off Zoom and getting back into that connection. It's so important for our emotional well-being to do that and just to be able to let some things off your chest and then, you know, start to explore another way of living and being. So I'm really excited that this is this is sort of spreading out. Um, mm. Thrilled that you're uh, you're on board too. Yeah, and I've really got you guys to thank. Um, you know, you guys have really led the charge on this and uh, been a fantastic support. So um, yeah, I'm very grateful to both of you. Well, we're very excited, uh, mate, and uh, looking forward to being at the first meeting with you tonight in Minion. Now we've got a full house tonight. Um, but if anyone's interested in the Liam Gather group on the 18th, what's the best way to reach out? Can they ring you or um, email you? What's What would you prefer? Yes, um, whichever suits. Um, my website is um, missionispossible.com.au. Um, you can email me via there, and my phone number is there as well. Okay. Excellent. Well, let's, let's hope uh, we get some more people interested in the Lee and Gather group. Um, look, I think uh, time marches on and we want to get at least some of your final bit of music in. But just to, um, to wrap up, Steve, if that's all right with you, yeah. um, we hope that our discussion today has given you a better appreciation of the work of uh, men's group and particularly the way in which Men with Spirit operates. Um, if anything, if anyone's interested in finding out more about our groups, uh, you can contact us via the Facebook page at Men with Spirit, or you can email us, and the contact details are on Facebook. Um, as always, many thanks to Marcus Mulcahy, who does the behind the scenes magic, and without whom this program wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Brett, thanks, mate, uh, for, for joining us in Radio Carum next week. And I'm very pleased to advise that you'll be coming back uh, with us next week. And the, the topic of discussion will be overcoming negativity in your life. So that could be a very interesting discussion, as always. Okay. Um, Brett, we're just going to do a segment of this final bit of music. You've you've chosen "Ancient Ocean" by John Butler. Uh, any quick comments on that before we ask Marcus to uh, play it for us? Yeah, certainly. Look, this is a beautiful song. It's it's eleven minutes in total, so it's, we're just going to just gonna play a, a slice of it. Um, but look, I defy anyone to not be tapping their foot in through this. It's uh, it really um, it's got that uh, Irish. Um, real to it and it um, the whole piece of music you know it really is explores the ups and downs and you know it um, it's good. like sitting on the ocean feeling it it's fantastic enjoy good we'll encourage people to go and listen to the full uh, full piece of music um steve yeah thank you. look yeah, look, look, we just hope you've all enjoyed the show today uh, and thanks for being with us thank you again brett um and so until next time, everyone, be true to yourself. See you all. Lovely. Thanks very much, guys. Bye all.